This is The Feed. From Markham. From Richmond Hill. From Vaughn. From Aurora. East Gwillimbury. Whitchurch, Stouffville. From everywhere you are. This is The Feed, York Region's only news magazine dedicated to the issues, events, and stories that matter to all of us who live and work here. I'm Ann Romer. Welcome to The Feed. We begin with a couple of stories about the much-needed support for small businesses. Tina Cortez now with Shop Local YR. The economy businesses, big and small, the employers and employees, have been hit hard by COVID-19. As the province and York Region continue to reopen, local business could use some help. With details about the Shop Local YR Challenge is the Director of Economic Strategy, Jonathan Weedle. Jonathan, thank you for joining the show. Thank you for having me. Please let us know, what is Shop Local YR all about? Great, thank you for asking. Uh, The Shop Local Wire Challenge is a great way for our residents to support our local business community that has been here for us forever. It's our time to to show the businesses how we appreciate them. It's uh, a challenge that will encourage our business, uh, our residents, to get out into the local community, purchase goods and services from the small businesses, and share your support for those businesses by using social media. Leverage the hashtag uh, shop local YR and, and tag your municipality and your businesses so that you can share that love. And that's what we're going to be running throughout the summer. So how does this campaign really help businesses get back on their feet? That's an excellent question. In a recent survey by the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses, uh, the June survey actually, they asked business leaders what worries them most about COVID-19. And two of the top four responses were consumer spending would be slow to return Mm -hmm. after COVID and potentially that could impact their cash flow. So this shows the importance of a program like Shop Local, which is encouraging the businesses, the the residents to get back out there and, and support the businesses. And it's also encouraging for our businesses to hear us celebrate them as an economic development community. So that's really showing how important this campaign is. Now, there's obviously been a growth in online business, but do you think that there has actually been a resurgence in supporting and shopping local as well? That is happening. Um, the, these two types of business engagement from a shopping perspective are quite complementary because having an online presence, um, while that is great for you to get your e-commerce activities going and bring in a lot more revenues for your businesses, there's also a great opportunity that for that face-to-face connection with your local businesses that you get when you go in. It's not the same as the online opportunity. And now that we are in um, stage three, absolutely we're seeing that again. And how many small businesses and employees are we talking about in York Region? So that's a, a great question. As you know, the, the, the region has um, 54,000 plus businesses, and small businesses make up about 84% of our business community. So it is quite a substantial amount. And in terms of employees, we're looking at over 150,000 people employed in our small business small businesses across the region. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about how the Shop Local YR campaign can help uh, employers and businesses. But what about the employees? What does it do for them? It gives them a, a great feeling to, to know that they are engaging and continue to support the communities in which uh, they live. And, um, you know, seeing the businesses 
having a resurgence by having clients, customers come in, it shows that the, the businesses are getting back on their feet. So just as a resident, an employee of a business, knowing that your business is uh, more financially secure helps you as well so that you have that energy to go in and be there to face your clients. And it's great for that face-to-face interaction with clients. Are all the nine cities and towns across York Region participating in this challenge? Absolutely. All of the the nine cities and towns across the region are involved. And you can get a a sense of the activities themselves by going on our website, york.ca slash shop local, YR. So you get a sense of what's happening in each of the communities and how you can participate even more. And one more time, how do our listeners take the YR Shop Local Challenge? Great. Thanks for asking me that again. I think we can't say it enough. Mm-hmm. It's go out into your, your local business community, purchase goods and services from these businesses, and share your support, share the love. Go on your social media, um, all of your social media presence that you've got, and um, share the messages, hashtag uh, shop local YR, take pictures, um, share your experience. And I think this would really um, get our businesses excited. And the businesses can also participate because they can share images related to their products and services, which would, of course, entice the residents to participate. We're thrilled to support local businesses, and we believe that it is going to make a positive impact on all of our communities. Jonathan Weedle, thank you so much for joining us on the feed. And and thank you very much, Tina. We really appreciate your support. Um, Glad to share the excitement that we're having here in our community for our businesses, and I look forward to talking to you again. Terrific. Thank you so much. Jim Lang is next with a campaign to promote Indigenous-owned companies. Something really cool taking place with the Canadian Council of Aboriginal Businesses partnering with two of the biggest media companies in North America, Facebook Canada and Shopify, for something in a campaign called Hashtag We Thrive. To speak more about it, thrilled to be talking to Paul Emil McNabb, the Director of Business Development and Strategic Initiatives for the CCAB. Paul Emil, how are you? I'm good today. Thank you, Jim. Well, this is fantastic. I mean, any business, especially indigenous business, uh, need an advocate, a partner to help them. But when you have someone like Shopify and Facebook Canada backing you, that has to feel good. Yeah, we're really proud. Um, you know, the Canadian Council for Aboriginal Business prides itself at building really strong and prosperous relationships with, um, you know, we have 1,500 members across Canada, indigenous businesses and non-indigenous businesses, large companies, small and we work now with uh, Facebook, formerly as a member, and Shopify for the last year now. So, you know, we have some great partnerships, and, um, you know, it's uh, our organization, uh, you know, with our networking, uh, provide uh, many different business opportunities, um, you know, to support Indigenous uh, business and a strong Indigenous economy in Canada. And if the Indigenous business is strong and the Indigenous economy is strong, then it, all of Canada helps financially. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're looking at, you know, up to 60,000 Indigenous businesses across Canada now and, um, you know, participating in many different uh, sectors um, in the country. So, um, you know, many are small media enterprises. There's many Indigenous economic development or, uh, corporations uh, owned by First Nation and Métis communities that um, really have successful businesses and great leaders. So, you know, it's our job to, to move that forward and 
you know, whether that's through our policy research or programs and services, CCAB is definitely a great uh, partner and collaborator and uh, a way for Indigenous businesses to connect. You can always get more information at their website, ccab.com. Did Facebook and Shopify come to you, or did you guys approach them? Yeah, I mean, we uh, actually, uh, about a year ago, um, uh, we connected with Facebook. Um, and at first, actually, it was a, a grant program um, uh, for Indigenous businesses, uh, upwards close to $500,000 um, uh, before the We Thrive program. So we've actually been working together uh, to provide uh, grants and uh, marketing programs for Indigenous businesses. And that all came together. And, uh, you know, here today with We Thrive, um, another initiative and partnership with Shopify and Facebook where Indigenous businesses uh, can apply. You just need a free Shopify account and can provide up to five products. So we're really excited about that in a great way, um, you know, as the applications opened and uh, open until, again, I guess uh, July 30th. And, uh, it's a great way for many Indigenous businesses, you know, whether you're in uh, cosmetics or coffee, tea, or um, it could be fashion, clothing, um, art, um, to showcase their uh, uh, products. This is outstanding. Thrilled to be speaking to Paul Emil McNabb. He's the Director of Business Development and Strategic Initiatives for the Canadian Council of Aboriginal Business. And I, I think about this campaign and, and all the possibilities. How will it help the ongoing work we need to do as a nation with reconciliation? Yeah, I think our organization, you know, economic reconciliation moving forward, you know, very important to us, you know, whether that's through our progressive Aboriginal relations program, uh, all the different, uh, you know, Aboriginal uh, procurement marketplace, um, really, you know, connecting Indigenous uh, businesses with more uh, procurement business opportunities. You know, we thrive as a part of um, our initiatives. And, um, yeah, you know, we're hosting a business recovery forum on September 22nd as well. Um, uh, you know, great, great conversations. Um a great way to move the economy forward. I saw a story the other day in CBC, the band chief for Indigenous Community in BC just signing a massive deal for a huge liquid natural gas depot that'll be on Indigenous land. And this is not just someone selling fashion or coffee products. This is a big, big wheeler-dealer business deal. And this is the, I mean, you think about it, this is the kind of deals that the Indigenous business community is capable of in Canada. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've seen that now um, for many years. Um, uh, with different um, joint ventures, uh, partnerships. Uh, uh, you're seeing uh, First Nation Inuit Métis communities take real um, ownership stakes in, in projects. You see that with Clearwater out east with Chief Terrence Paul and the member two First Nations. So we're seeing that all over, all over now. Um, you know, uh, we work with um, Suncor. You know, they spend on average you know, close to a billion dollars annually on Indigenous businesses. So, um, yeah, that's been, you know, uh, happening all over for a while now. And um, you're seeing, you know, Indigenous uh, participation in the economy and, and businesses thriving. So just uh, moving forward, obviously, and working with our partners. I love it. The hashtag is We Thrive, part of the We Thrive campaign. Uh, what's next? What are the next steps business-wise for the success of this campaign and the success of Indigenous business in this country? Yeah, well, the campaign will run. Uh, I guess applications close July 30th, and the successful uh, applicants will be showcased in the uh, Shoppable Vine Guide um, in August, so we're looking forward to that. And then, yeah, moving forward, um, CCAB obviously um, uh, growing our obviously our membership and doing whatever we can to support Indigenous businesses. You know, whether that's through the business recovery forum and um, hopefully uh, in 2022 get back to real uh, you know in person events. We're looking forward to that. Really, kind of miss getting out there across the country and meeting all the great, amazing Indigenous entrepreneurs that are thriving. 
it's a great. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, as of the fall, my wife and I have two daughters in university, and with everything gone on in the last year, they have really it's their eyes have been open to Indigenous Canadians, and they really want to be part of a powwow, go to some Indigenous events in the country. They're waiting for that so they can go buy some goods and spend some money. Yeah, exactly. It's been it's been hard on you know a lot of businesses that would traditionally sell their uh, products um, at different events um, in person. So. Um, you know, we've helped as much as we can, obviously, through our partnerships with organizations, um, you know, like, like Facebook in terms of e-commerce and marketing and things like that. So, you know, we're doing uh, whatever we can to support our, our businesses and in terms of the online buying. But as well, um, you know, obviously, I think everyone's excited to uh, down the line getting back to, to in-person events, too. Outstanding. Listen, everyone listening, go to ccab.com. Go to Facebook and shop a vibe part of We Thrive Canada, hashtag We Thrive. Paul Emil McNabb is the excellent director of business development and strategic initiatives for the CCAB. They're in good hands with you, Paul Emil. It's a real pleasure to speak to you, and I hope this is a fantastic success for Indigenous businesses all across this great country. Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. When we come back from the offices of the mayors. Do you have a story idea for the feed? Call us at 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. Ann Romer and more of the feed coming up. This is 1059 The Region. Welcome back. Ontario is now well into step three of the province's roadmap to reopening, and the city of Vaughan is really stepping up. Maurizio Bevilacqua, Vaughan's mayor, joins us now with how this city is moving forward, opening doors, welcoming change, and raising flags. Welcome to the feed, Mayor Bevilacqua. Thank you for having me, Ann. It's always a pleasure. So we're in step three, and a lot of people are really happy about that. What is Vaughn's ongoing response to COVID-19? How are you supporting businesses, and how are you advising the citizens of Vaughn to remain safe when they go back to indoor activities? Yes, I think that, first of all, let me thank the citizens of Vaughn for being exceptional citizens throughout the the global pandemic. And uh, really, we are in step three because of their great efforts, which means that, you know, Vaughn Fitness Centers and Pools are now open. Uh, We're encouraging uh, members to reactivate the their uh, membership in, in advance and, and make bookings and and also the Vaughan Public Library is also expanding uh, capacity limits uh, in its uh, three resources library which is our Bather Spark Resource Civic Center and Pierre Burton uh, Resource Library. Uh, curbside pickup at the community center continues and virtual programming as well. Um, so, you know, the, the following is not permitted in the province uh, step three. Uh, the outdoor social gatherings uh, and organized public events for up to 100 people. Indoor social gatherings and organized public events for up to 25 people. Uh, indoor dining with capacity limits to ensuring physical distancing without limits uh, to the number of patrons per table. And, you know, obviously this you can access at Vaughn.ca. In addition, uh, the following uh, outdoor city amenities remain open, uh, baseball fields, off-leash dog parks, outdoor in-person fitness classes, uh, playgrounds, skateboard parks, uh, splash pads, sports fields, uh, the Thornhill Outdoor Pool, and Uplands Golf and Ski Club. So these are, you know, the ac- actual manifestation of what happens uh, when you are in um, in step three here in the province of Ontario. And uh, there's there are many reasons for being uh, optimistic, but as always, we always have to uh, 
uh, be cautious as well. Absolutely. And we don't really know what is still around the corner. Do you find that there is great compliance on the part of businesses and the citizens of Vaughn? Yes, uh, yes, there, there is. And uh, I'm very proud of the way in which uh, citizens here in the city of Bonn behave. Uh, they're exemplary citizens. They're law-abiding. Uh, you always hear the odd uh, individual who uh, may not be following uh, the rules, uh, but they're an exception, not the rule. And, you know, you see that also in the way we're vaccinating people. Over 80% of uh, eligible individuals are actually being vaccinated here in the in, in York region, which is one of the highest in, in the country. And that speaks to the fact of citizenship that we have here in, in the region of York. Mayor Bevilacqua, let's talk transit now, one of the cornerstones of the success of the growth of Vaughan and really of York Region. The Clark Avenue station as part of the Young North Subway extension, what are your thoughts on that? We thought very hard to make sure that Metrolinx would include uh, Clark, the Clark station, and uh, that has happened, and uh, that, that, that again is... Uh, uh, a result of uh, people voicing uh, their concerns about not having a Clark Avenue uh, station. But the announcement on the Young North uh, subway extension above and beyond uh, the Clark Avenue station is really important because, as you know, uh, we are going to have two subways, one on the east and one on the west end of, uh, of uh, our city. And uh, as, as everybody knows, the city of Vaughan is the only a municipality outside of the 416 and in the 905 area code that is connected uh, via subway to the city of Toronto. And that opens up all sorts of opportunities for uh, for our businesses, but also for, for our citizens to access uh, uh, transit. You, There is a headline that I came across, and I'm not sure exactly what it means. Maybe you can explain it to uh, to humble me. <laughs> Here's the, the quote. Vaughn calls for Young Street alignment of the Young Street North subway extension. What does that alignment mean? Uh, the alignment means that uh, uh, basically uh, we we want that there are, there are various options, and what we've exercised is the option that includes uh, the Clark Avenue uh, station, uh, it wasn't on there to start, and uh, it took uh, it took a campaign to really to really get Metrolink uh, to to agree. And I'm glad they did because it, it does reflect the uh, the needs and aspirations of uh, of uh, our uh, population here in uh, York Region and also the city of Vaughan. The affected cities essentially are the city of Vaughan, the city of Markham, and the city of Richmond Hill. And I can tell you there was a lot of cooperation between the three cities uh, to achieve uh, the Clark Avenue uh, uh, station option. It's great to hear about that kind of harmony. We move to affordable housing. That's so important to the fabric of a growing and thriving city like Vaughan. So what is your strategy and, and council's strategy when it comes to affordable housing in Vaughan? Yes, well, the need for affordable housing in Vaughan is really immediate, and the city continues to collaborate with other levels of government to deliver this uh, uh, for our residents. Uh, and although the affordable housing strategy is being created by the city of Vaughan, uh, York Region uh, Housing York Inc. is responsible for funding, planning, and delivering and administering government-assisted uh, housing programs and services. I've also been able, successfully been able, uh, to uh, to involve uh, some developers uh, in in a proposition which they've accepted that 10% of their uh, condo projects ought to uh, include uh, 
affordable housing. In other words, sorry, 10% of uh, the, the buildings, in other words, if you have a, a, thousand, uh, a thousand units in a building, uh, you would have to have 100 units uh, that are affordable or accessible. Uh, we push also uh, ownership, which means that, uh, that um, the price of those condos for people that qualify will be uh, about 30% below uh, market uh, rate or market value. And this is a way of promoting ownership but also letting people that are the right shout out of the housing market uh, be, become part of it. That's brilliant. And there is something called pride of ownership. There's also something called nimbyism, and we've seen it in past projects around Ontario, particularly in bit larger cities like Toronto, where when a, when a developer or a, uh, a builder agrees to commit a percentage of the, the new build to affordable housing, there is a little bit of pushback, or there has been in the past from others saying, not in my backyard. Will there be, or has there been any sense of that within Vaughan? And none at all, because, I mean, you're looking at prices uh, that are 30% below market value, but they're, they're also still uh, pretty high in the sense that you know, we're, we're trying to, to appeal to those individuals who, who would not have ownership. So, like, like, we have housing components that is subsidized, right, like senior homes and, and others. Uh, but this one is, uh, is a new way to also provide accessibility, but at the same time ownership. And, and ownership, as you know, as you correctly pointed out, there's pride in ownership, and this is the... Uh, the approach that uh, I feel uh, is required here in in, uh, in the city of Vaughan. But the people have not, there's been absolutely no pushback. People understand that it's, uh, if they want their children uh, to, to live in this city, uh, they're going to have to be open to uh, various housing options. And uh, that is the only way uh, for us to maintain uh, a new generation of Vaughan residents and keep them here, if that is their choice, of course. We are well into the Olympics. There's so much controversy leading up to them. They were delayed. There have been protests in Tokyo. Those who don't want to see the Olympics going on in their city and rising numbers of COVID-19. Let's push all of that aside. It is one of the most exciting times in the lives of young people around the world, and particularly here in Canada. How is Vaughn marking this celebration of greatness and excellence and, I suppose, tenacity and courage? Well, above and beyond, obviously, cheering uh, Team Canada on, uh, we we demonstrate our unwavering support for all athletes. I, I, I actually requested that the Olympic flag be raised outside the Vaughan City Hall to mark the start of the Games, and uh, City Hall was also illuminated in red and white uh, that same evening in support of, of Team Canada. But for me, the Olympics, and I mean, I've been watching the Olympics all my life, it's uh, it's really the manifestation of the hard work, dedication, perseverance, uh, the enduring values that make us proud to, to be Canadian and uh, personify what it means to follow one's dreams. And I, I do think that a strong message ought to be sent to future Olympians here in the city of Vaughan and encourage them to, to really... Uh, focus on their their great skills and talent and and uh, you know athleticism and, uh, like it it provides you with uh, with great opportunities to get to know yourself and to really present the best version of yourself when you're training when you're focusing uh, when you're competing 
you learn so much about yourself and, uh, and you sharpen your skills and, uh, and you win and sometimes you lose. And even the losses in and of themselves have, uh, have lessons in it for, for one's life. And, uh, I, I do think that sports, uh, and, um, and athletes, uh, live that reality, the reality that, uh, in fact, uh, uh, life is challenging, uh, but there is the joy of participation, uh, sometimes the joy of victory, uh, but the fact that you show up uh, says a lot about who you are. Well, there also is that expression, the agony of defeat, but it's all part of living and learning to live and live in a well, healthful, and happy way. I want to thank you so much for spending time with us on the feed this long weekend. Mayor Bevilacqua, the mayor of the city of Vaughan, thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Anne, and stay safe. And you as well. We move next to Richmond Hill. The vibrant and bustling city rolled out its welcome back mat as soon as the province moved into step three on July 16th. Here to tell us more about what's in store for Richmond Hill is Acting Mayor Joe Paula. Great to have you with us again on the feed. Joe, thank you. Well, thank you, Anne. And it, it's certainly great news to be talking to you now about what's open in Richmond Hill as we're moving into step three of the reopening plan. So two of my favorite words together are welcome back and never truer than at this point. So you've got a plan, you and council, uh, for the citizens of Richmond Hill. Let's talk about what has reopened in terms of indoor activities that's really important that people know about as part of your welcome back plan. Yeah, well, we do have a plan. It's a a gradual and cautious plan to to, um, open... Uh, steadily, once and for all, our, our facilities. We're starting with two of the pools, uh, Centennial Pool and Baby Hill Pool, are now open for both aquatic leadership programs and recreational swimming. Then we've got two community centers that, that will be opening. Uh, Baby Hill Community Center um, as, is open for drop-in recreation programs, and we've also opened Langstaff Community Center. For, for drop-in recreation programs. What about the Richmond Hill Center for the Performing Arts? What is the status right now? Well, it's it really exciting how they're transitioning, and, and it's been very challenging for performing arts in Richmond Hill, um, not only for the theater and it, it being able to um, showcase uh, what it normally does with a great programming, but our local, local artists haven't had the opportunity to get out and, and show their skills. So... Uh, it's great news that theater audiences for Richmond Center for the Performing Arts will reopen on August 14th with a limited audience capacity. You mentioned with the pools and the arenas and the community centers that in some cases it's okay to drop in, but for the most part you're encouraging pre-registration. Is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. For, for, for all these venues... Um, you, you need to register in advance. We need to con- control the numbers that are, are in our different facilities. But uh, that, that's all available at richmondhill.ca, and you can find out what to apply for and how to apply. Something that has really caught my eye and my ear, the summer event series in Richmond Hill, now in full swing. Can you elaborate, Acting Mayor De Paula? Yeah, well, we've always been proud of our summer programming. Uh, you know, our... Our outdoor events are second to none, and we finally got them back on track. So back for a second season, our drive-in concert series. Uh, that continues on Thursday nights until September 9th. We've got uh, 
our movie Under the Stars. Uh, it's two Monday nights in August and two in September. You'll, uh, um, you'll see a local parking lot transformed into a pop-up drive-in theater. And in September, we're supporting local businesses by showing two Canadian movies, mm. including From the Vine, the latest from Richmond Hill resident and filmmaker, Sean Cisterna. So back to the drive-in concert series, the to me that sounds fantastic, driving in and seeing a concert and enjoying that in a way that we haven't in so long. I understand that the concert series series is a tribute to to bands that are still together and and some that are not to people who are still with us and some who are not who are some of the the bands that are being paid tribute to okay so our august concerts include tributes to frankie valley engelbert humberdink roy Orbertson, bob marley and the tragically hit so as, and this is something it's a long-standing tradition at the mill pond we, we have had concerts live concerts in that park uh for Years and years and years, and uh, the the drive-in uh, version now, accommodating COVID restrictions, is uh, able to to continue that that great tradition for our city. I think it's fantastic. So, a concert series, movies under the stars. What about outdoor activities under the sun? <laughs> We've got all kinds of things that have expanded in Richmond Hill because of Step Three. Yes, yes, all of our. Uh, Parks, walkways, and trails are are open. Uh, we've got so much to so much to highlight and talk about. Um, our, our parks are amazing. They're 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 themed around uh, to be unique and fit in with the community. For example, our Jefferson Salamander Park, located along the uh, Oak Ridge Corridor Conservation Reserve, and it pays tribute to the life cycle of the endangered Jefferson Salamander. Uh, we, we have a life-size Snakes and Ladders board game at Snakes and Ladders Park, and you can spin the jumbo dice to move around the board. It's it's fun. It's a unique idea. But th- these are just two of our 147 spectacular parks. You've also got three lakes and 150 kilometers of trails in Richmond Hill. How incredible is that? Well, we're we're really fortunate. Our our, our natural heritage is is fabulous. Uh, like you said. Three lakes, 150 kilometers of, of trails, and over a thousand acres of, of natural areas. You know, residents can go to my website, joedepello.ca. You can download our free parks, trails, and walks walkways map. And you, you know, just with this great weather, it's an it's an excellent opportunity to get out there. And and you'd be amazed, and I've been amazed, uh, just getting around our our parks and 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 how many trails we, we do have. The fact that permits are now available again, that's almost a sign of the times that things are moving back to normal. So photography permits and outdoor picnic permits are now available. That's really good news. It is. Um, all of those all of those uh, programs are, are up and going again. Family picnics are back. We're once again offering outdoor picnic permits for up to 100 people. So uh, our, our wedding garden is open at the Waterfall of Richmond Green. It's a uh, Photography permits are available, and it's a popular spot for for people doing their wedding photos. And uh, we're 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 almost there, and we're getting back to uh, reopening all the wonderful things we do. And let's move to the business of business. You're partnering with York University's Y Space Innovation Hub to support food venture startups. Can you explain what that means? 
Okay. Well, the city is once again offering our Starter Company Plus grants to support the local economy. So this is the fifth year in a row Richmond is offering new and growing companies up to $5,000 in grants to start and expand their businesses. So the program helps entrepreneurs gain skills and knowledge with business education and training and capital and professional advice. So we're able to offer this program with, with the funding from the Ontario Ministry of Economic Development, Job Creation and Trade. Uh, but new this year, we're, we're partnering with York University in a Y-Space Innovation Hub to also support food venture startups. That's interesting, and I can, I, I can tell you a little bit more about that if there's time. There is. Okay, so Y-Space was founded as Ontario's first food and beverage accelerator, so they're uniquely positioned to help food and beverage entrepreneurs gain the necessary skills and knowledge to start or grow their businesses. The Starter Company Plus program is open to Richmond Hill residents who are 18 years or older and not going to school or working full-time. The applications will be accepted on August 16th, and all applicants receive five training sessions. Then Richmond Hill selects up to eight applicants for the program, which includes three months of mentorship along with up to $5,000 in grant funding. So all the details are on our website, uh, something that I'm glad we're able to offer. It sounds incredible. So put away your notes right now. Let's just talk person to person. Joe, if I may call you that again, uh, rather than acting Mayor DePaula, Joe, as a person, a citizen of Richmond Hill, what interests you the most in terms of what has reopened for Richmond Hill? Do I see you on a walking trail? Do I see you taking advantage of one of the beautiful lakes? Are you interested in the concert series? Are you, you and your wife going to movies under the stars? What is it that makes you excited about living in Richmond Hill? Well, me personally, this summer has been a little a little different, and I've I've always enjoyed uh, everything that Richmond has to offer in the summer, and um, it's a it's a real variety of, of what you can do. And I've been out to uh, the parks and the trails and the concerts and and the movies under the stars. But this this summer, I've had my first grandchild, and oh. what I've really enjoyed is is taking taking him out uh, to to our splash pad, uh, you know. At, 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 uh, he's nine months old and just old enough to en- to enjoy being uh, strolled around the parks, um, getting a, a, a little bit wet on a hot day. And um, <laughs> I've just seen our parks and and our facilities in a different view th- uh, through pushing a nine month old around. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, Grandpa Joe. Acting Mayor Joe DiPaolo, always a pleasure to speak with you and exciting news for Richmond Hill, for the citizens of RH, as I like to call it, and also as a new grandfather. Well done. Congratulations to you and your family. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Acting Mayor Joe DiPaolo. Thank you, Anne. And if anyone does want any more information about uh, everything we've discussed, richmondhill.ca or joedipaolo.ca, we're really engaging our residents. I'm uh, I'm hoping for feedback on a variety of different initiatives. So I you know, encourage people to, to reach out and give us give us your feedback so, so we can do a better job serving Richmond Hill. Well, thank you so much for everything, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Anne. After the break, drive-in movies, food trucks, and marvelous murals all in one place. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. Ann Romer, and more of the feed after the break. This is 105.9 The Region. 
Welcome back to The Feed. I'm Ann Romer. So if you are near Highway 7 and Jane, you can't miss the transformation to that area. Heather Seaman takes us on a tour of ArtWalk. We're joined by Mandy Mail, Vice President of Marketing for Smart Centers, here to tell us about ArtWalk, a new district within Smart VMC that has come to life this summer with fun things to see and do in Vaughan's new city center. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Tell us about York Region's first ever art district. So Smart Centers just launched ArtWalk, which is the new art district in Smart VMC, one of the fastest growing communities in Canada. Um, and we launched it with a massive Instagrammable art mural, um, which is now the backdrop for a summer of free drive-in movies and a food truck market. So tell us more about what people can expect to see when they arrive and tell us about some of the events planned throughout the summer. Art Walk started with the murals, which were painted over a three-week period in June. Um, and it's 30,000 square feet. So one of the largest, most um, ambitious mural projects in all of Canada. And we um, curated four different artists who were responsible for each painting and designing one of each facade of this building. Um, and these muralists are uh, one from Barcelona, one is from Montreal, he's an up-and-coming artist, um, and two are very well-known uh, local artists, both from Toronto. And as soon as we started painting, it became quite Instagrammable. There's been people, um, the hashtag ArtWalkVMC has been trending online, and uh, whether it's taking pictures with just the pink backdrop, which is one of the sections, or in front of some of the beautiful, intricate uh, areas of the mural, you can see it popping up all over TikTok and all over Instagram. Um, and then last week, once the mural was finished, we introduced two other activities. So there's now a food truck market in partnership with Street Eats. It's on site every single day from noon till 8 p.m. Um, really good mix of offerings there from uh, my, my son's favorite, which is the beaver tails, um, to the, the very authentic Latin tacos, which are, um, those are my favorites. Um, and we also launched drive-in movies. So every Thursday night and every Saturday night, we're running a different movie. It is absolutely free. There are no strings attached at all. This is our way of giving back. Um, and it's movies. Um, some are cult classics. Um, some are family favorites. Uh, there's some cartoons. Um, and also just some, some great comedies that are appeal to a broad audience, like Liar Liar played a couple of weeks ago. Um, so the movies are all available online to sign up for. Uh, you just go to smartvmc.com um, and go to the events page. The July movies literally were booked up in 48 hours, under 48 hours, but we are going to be posting all of the August movies in the next couple of days. So people should be on the lookout and uh, make sure they get in. Now, describe the area for listeners who are not familiar with this emerging downtown core, as we call it. Tell us about its current state and what's planned for the area. Absolutely. Smart VMC is um, Smart Center's flagship 100-acre master plan city center. It's at the corners of Highway 7 and Highway 400 in Vaughan. Um, if you are a transit taker, the subway terminal, the TTC subway terminal is right on site. So is the regional bus terminal. Um, and it really is an unbelievable opportunity to build from the ground up 100, 100 acres, which is quite a big space. 
Um, and we've been planning it around a nine-acre um, Central Park, which is going to be breaking ground later this year. But to date, there's already five sold-out condos. There's two office towers that um, have won some design awards, but they're also fully occupied. Um, and there's just a lot of buzz in the area with thousands of people already living here, and we're starting to move on to the next phase, which is uh, the one that we've called Art Walk, our new, new art district. And how long are summer events on for in the Art Walk district? The 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 mural itself is going to be in place for about three years. You can stop by any time, no, no mad rush, unless you want to be one of the first to see it. Um, but the food trucks and the movies are going to be running all of July, all of August, and all of September. Uh, we're always looking at, I mean, it's an art district, so it's not a one and done. We're looking at other activations that will be happening, some permanent, some pop-up. Uh, this is just what we wanted to launch with. Anything else you wanted to add about the goal of this Art Walk initiative? Uh, all I will say is that all of these activations that we have planned are really setting the stage for the future of what Art Walk will be, and it's going to be um, a part of Smart VMC, but the district will be art-inspired, mixed-use condos and um, shared office space and uh, retail and restaurants and parks. Uh, so it's all really just setting the stage to show that we are infusing art into every element of what's going to be built there um, over the next couple of years. Thank you so much for joining us on the feed. My absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. For more information, check out the website smartvmc.com and click on events. If you missed any part of our show, please go to 1059theregion.com for the free podcast edition. I'm Ann Romer. Thank you for listening.